Hello, and welcome to the 40th episode of the Queen Bee Book Club podcast. I'm Audrey. And I'm Cher. And I don't know if you can tell, but I feel like sick Audrey voice is back. Yeah, you do sound a little bit sick. You know, it's that seasonal change that really gets me. Gets you every year. But I am... Well, and it's like I'm currently debating whether or not it's worth it to just like... Because I don't feel that bad. But I'm wondering, I'm like, is it worth it just to go to the doctor and like nip it in the bud? But I don't know if it's like an infection. So it's like... I bet it's just a cold. Yeah. My my gut is telling me. Yeah, I, mean, like, I, think... I definitely have some sinus pressure going on. Oh, when you had a sinus <laughs> infection not long ago, right? Yeah, I usually get it, like, when it transitions into spring, and then when we transition into fall. Like, I usually get sick during those times. Yeah, well, maybe you should. Yeah. Well, and also, I'm going away this weekend for a wedding, and so it's like, I don't really want to be ill during that. <clears throat> yeah. Well, the other thing I would just say is just, like, chug emergency. <clears throat> yeah, and for whatever reason, I think that there's something in my bedroom or something that's, like, making me react more. Because I feel like I wasn't really coughing at school. I also feel like it's, like, time of day. Yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, I just can't wait for the day that Emergency finally sponsors this podcast because (laughs) I spread the gospel of Emergency everywhere I go. The kid next to me is sick right now. Like, we sit next to each other in every class. He's delightful. Mm -hmm. Um, and I brought him Emergency packets because I'm like, listen, this is really going to help you. And and he, he's like... Drank the Kool-Aid, as they say, or drank the emergency, Mm -hmm. which is now the new coined phrase. Yeah, I need to have some after we finish recording. Because I had some when I was like, I feel it coming on, I'm going to drink that emergency, and then I had another cup, but I needed to be more diligent. Drink drink it the whole way through, because I think it really shortens it. Even if you get it, I think it still Mm -hmm. shortens it if you take it. I also, like, you know, I think there's nothing wrong with double-dosing it right now. (laughs) Seriously, like, do two two packets, yeah. Um, That's good advice. Well, I feel like we should track on this podcast, like, (laughs) the percentage of episodes where Audrey has a cough. I mean, yeah. (laughs) You know what happens? Doesn't happen to me because I drink emergency so much, but... Now I've cursed yeah. myself. Knock on wood on that. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, everyone in my <clears throat> class is sick right now, and it like it makes me it makes me nervous. Oh, but yeah. guess what though? I actually do have to go to the doctor because I'm not compliant with my immunizations. I got an email. Oh. Yeah, I apparently like I I I do have all of my vaccines, but my mm-hmm tetanus shot has expired so I have to get a I have to get another tetanus shot I had to get one of those last time I went to the doctor and they were like the nurse was like okay like this is gonna hurt I was like oh okay I hope they don't do that to me (laughs) and then I had to get my blood drawn later um and then like as I had to get my blood drawn later and they were like oh you had to get a tetanus shot like that's gonna really hurt in a couple of days and you know what it didn't so like I mean, it was well, fine. 
I mean, I it was a shot, but like it didn't hurt like later. I just hate I just shots. didn't know that that was great bedside manner. It's that's horrible bedside manner. It's like just because I'm 26 years old, it doesn't mean that I am not afraid of needles. I'm not nervous. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to go. Yeah, so I think I'm gonna probably go on Friday because I think I can get Brendan to maybe drive me there. I'm gonna say like, what if I can't drive on the way home? That's absolutely not gonna happen. But, <laughs> um, but, um. Oh, I have news. I mm. was elected as the one L or one of the one L criminal law reps. That's so exciting. Yeah, pretty funny though. So. Like, I've been so anxious about this because I just wanted it so bad. I'm like, listen, this is the, this is the leadership role that I want. Um, you know, I don't care about anything else. Like, I just am waiting for this. And, mm-hmm. like, I've been to – I went to a couple – like, I went to the women's forum and watched the election, which was, like, pretty intense. And, like, you had to make a speech and, like, like student council, as you do. So I, like, mm-hmm. had a speech drafted with, like, jokes – like, I showed up to the meeting literally a half an hour early. I was the first person there. Nice. And then, like, as people came in, I, like, introduced myself and, like, made friends with them and, like, was just campaigning hard. Like, every person I've ever met my entire time at law school, I'm like, oh, like, how's your um, renter's issue going and, like, whatever. Like, <laughs> just, like, basically I'm just being a Leslie <clears throat> Nope all over the place. And then, like, it turned out that, like, not enough people from my section even ran to, like, have a contested race, so I didn't even make my speech. So I basically won by writing my name on the board. Nice. So that's not what it's going to say on my resume, but I basically was a default electee. I mean, But guess what? I'm going to do a great job. I'm going to do a really good job. You are going to do a good job. Yeah. That's a great job for you. I know. <clears throat> I don't really know, like, at all what it's going to, like, legitimately involve, but... I was going to say, I don't really like know what, what you're going to do, but you're going to be good at it. <laughs> I think that we just basically plan two events in the year. Okay. Well, remember I when, mean... Remember when I was the event planner for EGZA? That was the worst year of my life. I for, sure do remember that. For those who don't know, EGZA is the... banging going on. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, EGZA is the <laughs> English Graduate Student Association. Mm-hmm. And it was a big waste of time. Yeah, I was like, I'm not doing that 100% now. I did it and, like, pretty much always cut it for my resume anytime I apply for anything because there are more important things that I've done, so. <laughs> um, do you want to talk about the book? Sure. Um, okay, so, like, we're... Hmm. We're talking about, I don't know what just happened in my brain. So we're talking about To All the Boys I've Loved Before. Correct. Um, <clears throat> pretty much I needed us to do this book because I watched the Netflix movie a few weeks ago now and I'm just so thrilled with it that I was like, I need us to talk about this on the podcast. I need, I need, I almost ordered all three books at once and I was like, I need to chill out and not do that. Because well, I had I had I had not gotten paid yet for my job, and so I was like, I need to wait until I get a first paycheck before I start like ordering multiple books off Amazon. Until until I start ordering like <coughs> the um, series collections. Yeah, I was like, I need to keep track of what's going on with Peter Kavinsky. I need to know everything. Um, um I love so that's it my so background. Far. 
Okay. I'm I so have glad. no background in it. Um, per usual, I have <laughs> not watched the Netflix movie, still haven't. Um, but love the book so far. Um, it brings together some of my favorite things, which are um, um, secrets, mm-hmm. uh, crushes in high school, mm-hmm. and um, sisterhood. Mm-hmm. So. And, like, really nice sisterhood, I think. It's yeah, not really about, nice. like, it's about sisters that, like, are really, like, banded together, and I think that that's really sweet. Yeah. I mean, as somebody who comes from a family of, of three sisters, I really, mm-hmm. I guess yeah. I'm the and Margo, I was, because I, like, yeah. just leave. <clears throat> yeah. I'm the oldest. Yeah. I mean, it really, so she's like, not around your much. dynamic kind of is, like, Yeah. <laughs> But, like, it, definitely, it, like, the, you know, the sister that's, like, you know, like, out on the front lines and stuff. Yeah, I mean, I think I definitely, in high school, was not as together as her, mm-hmm. as Marga. Like, I think that um, she, like, I certainly was never, like, a second mom to my family. <laughs> like, like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not that domestic, um... I was not no. the one. I like still can hardly do grocery shopping for myself. Um, but yeah. but I mean, you also had Mama P, so it wasn't like you really needed to be like that. That's Whereas true. like their like their mother has passed away. Oh, should we read the like? Synopsis? Oh yeah, read the back flop. Okay. <laughs> okay. Now I'll get back to talking about myself. Okay. <laughs> so it says Lara Jean keeps her love letters in a hat box her mother gave her. They aren't love letters that anyone else wrote for her. These are the ones she's written, one for every boy she's ever loved, five in all. When she writes, she can pour out her heart and soul and say all the things she would never say in real life, because her letters are for her eyes only, until the day her secret letters are mailed and suddenly Lara Jean's love life goes from imaginary to out of control. <coughs> um, yeah, it's it's very fun. Yeah, well, I almost, like, as I started this book, I almost texted you, like, please watch the movie first. Really? But then I was like, yeah, I'll wait. So I'm interested in your, like, first thoughts and impressions and feelings about Peter Kavinsky. Okay, I don't love him so far. However, so I I wouldn't say I don't love, okay, I guess what I would say at this point, like, I like their dynamic, like, I think Mm -hmm. it's, like, kind of fun, but Mm -hmm. I don't, like... At this point, I don't 100% see the allure of Peter Kavinsky. Kavinsky. Okay. So that's my because, like, my initial impression. And that is why, and I had a feeling that that would be it, because I could see if your first introduction to Peter Kavinsky was this book, um, why you would be, like, suspicious. Because I think, like, what's going on, like, we have, like, a bit of a Pride and Prejudice situation going on. Oh. Where because the story is told from Lara Jean's point of view, um, we don't get a lot of Peter other than what she is perceiving. Yes. And so, whereas in the um, movie, like, you can watch an actor act and make your own assumptions. And so I'm, because I was like, oh, like, that moment, like, doesn't play out the same way as in the movie. Or, like, I don't like Peter as much in this section. Like, he seems like more of, like, kind of a jerky player 
Whereas, and then, but there are still those elements where I'm like, oh, Peter Kavinsky, you little angel. Whereas in the film version, Peter Kavinsky is through and through a perfect specimen, sweet, like just adorable. Like there were so many moments watching this movie where like my mouth was just like hanging open because I could not believe like what a doll Peter Kavinsky is. So, yeah, um... (laughs) <laughs> I like I guess like like in terms of predictions <clears throat> corner like I think that the like it's clear to me that like moving forward it's going to be like Peter Kavinsky is the central love interest not yeah. this Josh right because frankly like Laura now Laura Jean Laura Jean she um she's too good of a sister to fuck with Josh. Mm-hmm. I think, like... Yeah, and I also, I like, though, that idea of, I think, like, her having a crush on Josh is a really nice, like, conflict for the story. Yeah. Because it's, like, I think it's, like, such a teenage thing to do, to be, like, even though Josh was her friend before he started dating Margot, like, to have that crush and then be, like, I love my sister so much, like, I don't know what to do with these feelings, I'm just gonna write them down, so they're there, (laughs) And then, but then also to, like, have a crush on someone who treats your sister really well, I think is a really reasonable, like, I think we tend to have crushes on people that, like, treat people we like well. I think it's, like, normal to develop a crush on those people. I also think it's not that uncommon, too, when, like, like, I feel like, you know, girls always have crushes on, like, their brother's friends or, like, people Mm -hmm. that they see in a context that's, like, outside of just, like, I don't know, school and, like, sports and, like, whatever else boys do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I also really like Kitty. Kitty's the best. That's what I was going to say. So, like, I would say Kitty, like, does remind me of Mary-Kate, though. Yeah. A little bit. Where it's, like, especially when Mary-Kate was young, like, she, <laughs> like, she's, like, she definitely had, like, her own little power and, like, her own yeah. grudge holding. And Mary-Kate, of the three of us, is, like, the most, like, mysterious and removed a little bit. Like, she, <laughs> like, like, I didn't find out that she had a boyfriend literally until I asked her point blank. I'm like, hi, is that boy on your Instagram your boyfriend? And she's like, yes. I'm like, how long have you been dating? She's like, I don't know, months. I'm like, Mary-Kate, <laughs> like, hello? Like, <laughs> Whereas like, like, um, whereas, like, with Savannah, like, I would, I would never not know something like that. Savannah would be cagey about it for ages, but, like, I would at least know, like, who the main players are. Yeah. Like, she might not necessarily say, like, yeah, they're my boyfriend, but, like, that has more to do with Savannah, like, being unwilling to commit herself than, like, being unwilling to tell other mm-hmm. people about it. <laughs> um. Right. Well, and then, like, what do we make of, like, especially, like, as a big sister, like, then what do you make of, like, Lara Jean, like, can't tell Margot about, like, this whole situation that she's in now? That just makes me sad, because I think the reality <laughs> is, is, like, Margot would be, like, like, so how how many years apart are Lara Jean and um, Margot, like, two? Two, yeah. Yeah, okay, so, like, that's the same difference as me and Savannah, and, like, I, so, first of all, I will say, I never had a boyfriend like Josh 
really where like he was somebody who was like around like in high school and like, like welcome in your and, house. and liked so like I can't even imagine the scenario of like having Savannah being like yeah like I love I have a crush on your boyfriend because like we just like I never had somebody like that really um <laughs> but like at the same time like I don't like when you have sisters, like, th- like they're your number one. Like, honestly, like, mm-hmm. in terms of my identity, like, I consider myself, like, a sister before I consider myself a wife. Mm-hmm. Or, like, my a sister before I consider myself a daughter or, like, anything else. Like, so, like, I don't know. If you – I just would always side with my sister, like, no matter what. Even if she's wrong or, like, even if it's, like, kind of bitchy, like – the fact that she's, like, dealing with this all by herself is really sad. And she, like, she doesn't have a mom. Like, she doesn't, like, really have any kind of, like, older female wise character to, like, tell her what's up. Like, go across the street to that lady who keeps spilling coffee on herself. Like, let her know. <laughs> um, yeah. And, like, it- I even just, like, sort of wish she would talk to Kitty about it. Because, like, Kitty seems like she's got a great head on her shoulders. <laughs> Kitty would be like, I love this situation, first of all. Well, I think part of it is that, like... Did Kitty, Kitty send maybe... out the letters? Like, she's got to have, right? Because it's not the dad. <laughs> um, It's clear in the movie that Kitty did it. Okay. Um, I mean, that's, like, I was, like, obviously. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, it's a lot clearer in the movie. And I think also the movie is a lot more clear, like, also when, like... It's a little neater how the like all the boys that get the letters like kind of confront her, and it's like okay. very sweet. Um, which like so that's one thing I want to say about Peter Kavinsky, <laughs> um, and I don't remember if I think I probably touched on this when we introduced the book during the Valley of the Dolls episode, but like particularly movie Peter Kavinsky, I think he's just like. I think it's really important for teenage girls to have an example of what a nice boy looks like. Yeah, because I, know. I don't think have like many. no, it's like I had like in high school it was like the boys, the media boys that I was interested in were like Edward Cullen, who is an abusive bad <laughs> boyfriend. Yeah, Dean from Gilmore Girls, who is an abusive bad boyfriend, who is yeah. like like, portrayed to us as, like, a nice boy. But, like, give me a Jess any day of the week. I know. And Jess, who, like, I'll stand behind, but, like, is not a good boyfriend. (laughs) (laughs) Like, love you still. But also, like, with Jess, though, you, like, you understand that he, like, came from such a different circumstance Mm -hmm. than Rory. And so, like, you give him a break because you're like, you know what? Like, he doesn't have parents. Yeah. He doesn't know how to go through these emotions. Which, okay, so I just need to sidebar about Gilmore Girls really quickly. Okay. So, and specifically Jess. Um, So the Emmys were on Sunday. And They were on Monday, right? Oh, I'm sorry. They were on Monday. They should have been on Sunday. That's what I thought, They were on Monday. I did not watch them. Big surprise. Okay. The only two things... So you missed, like, I feel like two notable moments. Okay. So Amy Sherman-Palladino, the creator and writer of Gilmore Girls, she won Best Writing and Best Directing for her new show, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Oh, great. Which I was, like, so thrilled about because... Did you watch like, that show? Yes, and it's okay. great. Okay. And, I mean, like, I just love her writing so much, so I was so happy to see her get recognition. But then um, Milo Ventimiglia was there because he was nominated for This Is Us, 
And when Amy won the writing award, the camera pan, like, cut to Milo in his seat, and you saw, like, I could see him mouth to his neighbor, she's the fucking best. Oh! Which I was like, oh my god! Because, like, she gave him one of his first, like, big acting jobs as Jess. (coughs) So I just loved that moment. You also missed, listen, I will never stand behind a public proposal in my entire life, but... At the Emmys, this guy won for best direction of a variety special. (laughs) He gets up there, and he was like, my mom died three weeks ago. And I was like, oh my god, Glenn, so sad. And then he was like, "Um, to my girlfriend, I love you so much. Like, you ask me why, like, I don't um, like calling you my girlfriend, and it's because I want to call you my wife. And ever, like, but it was, like, really... Normally, I would be like, this is the worst, but it was so Was sweet. she there? Yes. Okay. <laughs> and everyone in the audience was like, what? And then she, like, got up on stage and he proposed to her. I mean, and so it was nice. like, I mean, I've never, ever been okay with public proposals. And, but, like, first, I think it was because the show itself was, like, pretty boring. And then all of a sudden... Like, yeah. this random dude named Glenn is winning an Emmy, and he's like, I- I'm gonna propose, and, like, really build my moment. And I was like, this is great. Um, I'm happy to have some love in the world. Well, while we're, like, doing a sidebar, um, I started The Sinner. Ooh. Which... I heard that's great. Okay. It is so <clears throat> good. I- it was a pretty huge mistake of me starting it, so I'm four mm-hmm. episodes in, and, like, all I want to do now is watch it. Like, I'm like, screw law school, I'll fail. I just only want to know what happens in the center. All of the seasons. Because there are two seasons now. But, like, it, there, there are, like, are obviously weird Catholic stuff, which I love being a Catholic. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just very well done. It's dark. It's really dark. Yeah. But, um. But I mean, I, I was skeptical I of it because I'm skeptical of Jessica Biel, but then I heard it's great. No, she's good. I mean, I think the thing about Jessica Biel <laughs> is, like, she's just so pretty. And, like, I, like, I've like i never really liked her that much because, like, even when she was in Seventh Heaven, like, I was just so much of a... Who was her, the middle sister? What was her name? Lucy. Lucy. I was, like, much more of a Lucy girl, and I thought, like... Me too. What's her name is, like, a little bit aloof and, like, kind of mean. Mary. Yeah, Mary. Um, yeah. Well, she but, was just trouble. And I was young, and I was like, she's trouble. Yeah. Whereas Lucy, like, I, she was just more relatable to me. But, um, I don't, like, she just, like, looks so good for, like, how old is she? Like, who knows? Ageless. Yeah. Um, yeah. I didn't, I didn't want to watch it because I hate shows where, like, you know who the murderer is in the beginning. Like, cause like, cause like the premise of it basically is like, she kills somebody on the beach and like, nobody knows why. And like, so I sort of like, I don't necessarily love that like, reconstruction of the past to like, get to that moment sort of a thing. Oh, see, I like that. (laughs) I don't like that. Um, I like, cause it's really hard for there to be like, a major twist in that situation because Mm. you know where the end is gonna be. But- Mm. For this, like, it really went in a direction I was not <coughs> expecting, and I highly recommend it. 
so. Yeah, I feel like I definitely need to add that to my list of shows to it's check out. It's only eight episodes. Apparently the second season is also really good. Jessica Biel's not in it. Yeah, that's what I heard. It's, like, exploring themes that are, like, that were kind of touched upon in the first season, but, like, she's not in it. I think it's about a little boy killing his family. Oh. So, like, it's, um, kind of, like, a sad topic, but interesting. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't, I don't know. The show, like, is just... Like, I, I couldn't even begin to tell you where it's going. I have some guesses, which I'm going to tell, <laughs> which I'm going to tell to Brendan. So if I'm right, there's like a record that I knew it. Because <laughs> uh, it's, it's hard when I'm watching shows alone because I don't get the credits. Like, I knew it. Like, I did get, get the credit yeah, with every time I watch a mystery. Yeah. Um, Every time I watch a mystery, I feel like now I'm always, like, sitting there like, man, I don't know what's going to happen, but I bet Cher would know by now. (laughs) Well, I mean, it depends, though. Like, if it's a, like, if it's a Law & Order or a CSI, like, I can tell you every single episode, pretty much. Like, I've pretty much figured out the formula. But (laughs) now with these, like, newer shows where they, like, are a little more experimental, it's harder to tell. Yeah. Like, Game of Thrones, like... experiments don't pay off. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes they do. I don't know. It, the center, I would say, is well worth watching. And I'd be interested mm-hmm. to hear what you think of it. It's um, game. Um, we've been rewatching Game of Thrones, and I've gotten in the habit of now, like, every time Littlefinger's on the screen, I just shout no at him. I'm like, no, get away from Sansa. Like, I don't like how you're about this. Like, no. Yuck. God, I can't wait till that show comes back. I know. It's so long from now. I know. <clears throat> um, and in the meantime, we have Peter Kavinsky. <laughs> in the meantime, we have Peter Kavinsky. Um, yeah, so I, I will say, like, I definitely had a Peter Kavinsky. So, like, let's... Um, so, <laughs> I feel like I've definitely talked about it on the podcast. <clears throat> um, I'm not going to say his name because it's embarrassing, but... Mm. Actually, it's That's not that fair. embarrassing. But it's, it's, it's so long ago. But I also don't want to, like, you know... When we're famous, I don't want people banging down his door. But, um, yeah, so he was, he was a year older than me. He was, um, on the varsity football team, even though, um, he was only a sophomore. One of few. Um. So he's really talented. So he's just really, really talented at football. Um, and he was just so nice. (laughs) He was so nice. Um. Yeah. And. He was in my acting class, and, like, we spent a lot of time together because we were, like, in a group together, like, a scene or something. I don't know. Um, And then I, like, I I thought he was so out of my league, but, like, I also would talk about him every day at home, like, to my mom and be like, oh, my God, Mm -hmm. this is what he did today. My mom's like, okay, you are 100% (laughs) in love with him. Like, I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm like, yeah, you are. (laughs) Um, and then, like, near the end of that year, I, like, began my, like, tumultuous high school affair with my, like, who would become, like, my long-term high school, Mm -hmm. um, fling. But the next year, he said to me, we were, like, in the same class, or it it was an acting class again, but the next year, he was like, yeah, like, I had such a crush on you freshman year. 
But, like, you were, like, off with that other guy. No! And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, I would have tossed him aside. It was always you. (laughs) But, (laughs) um, I I did not say any of that. I was like, oh, you should have told me because I was way too cool. But I, like, in my heart, I was like, what? Like, uh. (laughs) How could you? Yeah, but, like. only. (laughs) I know. You know, like, I do sometimes think, like. If I had, like, sort of let it, like, let that play out or at least been, like, more confident to, like, think that I was deserving of his affection, which, like, to be honest, it's, like, like, looking Mm. back now, I'm kind of, like, I was cute, I was smart, like, I was funny. Like, what would have precluded me from being in his sights? But, like, at the time, I was so insecure and just, like, everything, everything was so hard and, like, everything yeah. was so, like, social status and, like, mm-hmm. you know, like, I didn't have, you know, I wasn't a cheerleader or on the football team or I didn't have a thing, really. Right. So, it's, like, hard to tell where you fall yeah. in the social strata. Yeah. I mean, well, and I also like that in this book, like, Lara Jean is also kind of, like, it's, like, not like she's your, like, standard 90s loser No. But she's also, like, not, you know, like, the cheerleader. She's, like, in the middle. She's, like, a you. Like, she's a great girl. But she's just, like, oh, I don't know. Like, I don't think guys would be interested in me like that. And, you know, uh. She's just a (laughs) family-oriented gal. Yeah. And, yeah, and I just think that, like, and the, the book doesn't really, like, shame her for being that way. And, like, Peter Kavinsky, like, never tries to, like, he, like, tries to bring her out of her shell rather than, like, be like, here's what's wrong with you and how I can fix you. No. She actually is meaner to him than she than yeah. he is to her. <laughs> like, she, because I think she's, she's, she's like, you're a loser. She's constantly on the defensive with him. Like, she just feels like <clears throat> she's less than him in some capacity. And so she just is like, well, you know what? Like, you are rude. <laughs> and... Yeah. Very cocky, and I'm not interested one iota in you. He's like, All Yeah, right, he's like, oh. That's kind of mean. Noted, okay. <laughs> yeah. I thought, I did find it very sweet that he came and picked her up in the minivan so he could give Kitty a ride. I know. Ugh, he's such a doll. And I think it's, like, that kind of thing. And, like, there there are a lot of very small moments in the movie, and so far, like, there are some, a, a lot of nice small moments in the book, too where Peter demonstrates that he's a nice person. And I think that that is very lost. Like, we're, like, so obsessed with, like, grand gestures that I think, like, just the small detail of, like, oh, yeah, I could give your sister a ride, too. Or, like, I'm going to bring a different car, so in case your sister needs a ride, I'm going to be accessible for her. I don't know. Right. Yeah, and just, like, the idea of, like, (laughs) did we get to the part where they go to the party? Yeah. No. Okay. Let me flip to... Because I feel like there was a moment, like, right before we cut off that I was like, oh, Peter Kavinsky. Um, but there's also, like, there's a scene in the movie, um, and this was, like, improv by the actor, but, like, where they he, like, gets in, like, kind of, like, a little bit of, like... Like, not like a fight. Like, it's like a playful, like, Kitty says something really sassy to him, and he's like, oh, it's on now. 
And he, like, goes to, like, hit her with a pillow or something really, like, gently. But before he does it, he, like, moves a bowl of popcorn that could have easily been spilled out of the way. So it's like, so we're not going to make a mess, but we're still going to have fun. And it's just so charming. (laughs) I'm like, oh, Peter Kaminsky. Okay, now I just lost my place. Well, I'm just going to picture that boy from high school as my Peter Kaminsky, and that probably will make me like him more. I feel like he is your Peter Kaminsky. Yeah. Oh, yeah, this part where um, he's, like, putting his head in her lap because they're studying together. I was like, Peter Kaminsky. I do not think I've gotten there yet. Because he was taught, like, she was, like, worried about how, um, she's, like, worried basically that Margot and um, Josh had sex and she doesn't know it and, like, being too naive. Oh, okay, okay. And he's like, oh, like, I would need some more information about that. Um, I have not gotten there yet. Okay. Were we not reading until 163? I read until 160. Oh, okay. So, 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 so you'll coming know what up I'm soon. About literally in three pages. <laughs> Great. Um. um, oh, so we did get to the part with Lucas's letter, though. Which one is that? Lucas is the one is like, oh, the gay one. Gay, right? Yes. Oh. Uh. I also, I think, I just want to read her letter to Lucas because I think it's the sweetest thing I've ever It is the sweetest. Yeah, read it. Dear Lucas, I never met a boy with manners as good as yours. You ought to have a British accent. At homecoming, you wore a cravat and it suited you so well, I think you could wear one all the time and get away with it. Oh, Lucas, I wish I knew what kind of girls you liked. As far as I can (laughs) tell, you haven't dated anyone. Unless you have a girlfriend at another school. You're just so mysterious. I hardly know a thing about you. The things I know are so unsubstantial, so unsatisfying. Like that you eat a chicken sandwich every day at lunch and you're on the golf team. I guess the one remotely real thing I know about you is you're a good writer, which must mean you have a deep, you have deep reserves of emotion. Like that shot, that short story you wrote in creative writing about the poisoned well And it was from a six-year-old boy's perspective. It was so sensitive, so keen. (laughs) That story made me feel like I knew you at least a little bit, but I don't know you. I don't know you, and I wish I did. I think you're very special. I think you're probably one of the most special people at our school, and I wish more people knew that about you. Or maybe I don't, because sometimes it's nice to be the only one who knows something. Love, Laura Jean. Okay. Imagine getting that letter. (laughs) As him. I know! And I love, too, that Lucas is like, that was a really nice letter you wrote me. He's like, I'm honored to receive it, but, like, like, you know that I'm gay, right? She's like, oh. She's like, obviously I know that. (laughs) Damn it, Peter. Damn it, Peter. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, just, like, such a sweet, like, what a sweet and innocent thing to do, to, like, have a crush and be like, I'm gonna write down how I feel about this person in a letter form. I love that her letter to Peter, though, is so aggressive. It's so mean. Like, she's like, here are the things I hate about you because I don't love you anymore. It's so funny because it's like she's so clearly, like, working through this confused crush feeling that she has. And she's just like, she got you know her, what? Like She got her kiss stolen, you know? And I love that he, like... He was like, hey, I just, like, don't want you going around telling people I have STDs. <laughs> um, because I don't. And also, like, I'm sorry if you feel like I stole your first kiss. Like, 
I didn't mean to. <laughs> oh. But it's like, I think, I mean, obviously he had to confront her for this book to happen. Right. But I think it also is just, like, such a nice thing to, like, get a letter like that and be like, uh, what? And then just go and talk to her about it as as opposed to, like, showing all your friends and being like, oh my god, like, isn't she crazy? Like, look what she did. That's true. <coughs> It's just, like, very nice to be like, hey, um, what is this about? And please don't tell people I have sexually transmitted diseases. Because I have had sex with one person, so please I'm stop telling 16. people that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, okay, so there, she got the one letter returned, mm-hmm. which was the boy from camp. Yes. She has the other letter who, that, like, may or may not have arrived to that other boy. That she was, like, he's, like, kind of, like, a number one crush. He's, like, number two after Josh, right? Like, mm-hmm. he was the one who, like, who Peter had his number somehow. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> Peter, Lucas, and Josh. Okay. Yeah. Oh, Lucas. So, like, I, I don't know. The thing about Josh for me is he's, like... A little too clingy. Yeah. Like, if you, if your girlfriend breaks up with you, you don't get to be buddy-buddy with her family. Like, I'm sorry. You you can be cordial. Yeah, I think that's You weird. can be nice, but you don't get to invite yourself over for Korean dinner. Yeah. You don't get to I peer agree. through their windows and invite yourself over. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah. yeah, it is very weird. Well, and also, like, I think it's unfair, like, I think it's very clear that he, like, especially where he's like, oh, like, you don't need Peter Kavinsky to give you a ride to school. Like, I'll do that. It's like, I know what you're doing, Josh. I don't know. I also just think. I don't like it. I also just think that you, like, there's absolutely no possibility for them to have a relationship ever because, Mm-hmm. Lara Jean is too good of a sister. Oh, absolutely. Like, it's just, like, it's never gonna happen. So, like, it I think... It breaks the bond of sister. It does. And I think, like, Josh, I think, is interested in that and, like, clearly is going to, like, potentially try to pursue that. And I don't like it. It's a bad move. It's it's not nice to Margot, and it's honestly mm-hmm. not nice to Lara Jean because she's yeah. always gonna feel, like, in the shadow of the old relationship. Yeah. Well, and also I think It's also that, not nice like, to Kitty, who also is in love with Josh. I know, Kitty. Um, I, yeah, I think that Josh, like, he's clearly hurting because Margot broke up with him. But I also think, like, Margot made such a healthy and good choice. Margot made like, a very healthy and good choice. She's like, hey, I'm going to Scotland, so, like, I don't want to have a boyfriend there. Sorry. Yeah, and I promise you this, she's going to have a way more fun college experience. Oh, 100%. She made a great choice, I think. Yeah, I I think it's very good advice to (coughs) end high school relationships. And I think the thing is, you don't even have to have, like, a hard end. Like, you can, like, I think, I think the move is to basically be like, listen, like, I don't think it makes sense to try to, like, keep this going during the school year. But, like, 
you know, bets are off when winter break comes along. Like, maybe yeah. we'll hang. Like, I don't think yeah. you need to put, like, I'll never see you again yeah. on it. It's but over. No, like, I don't think it needs to be like that, but I think it's healthy to basically say, listen, like, we don't know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. We can still talk, like, we can still be friends, We can, but, like, we should not be exclusively dating and limiting ourselves from, like, making friends and, like, having new experiences. Absolutely. Okay, so what are your predictions for the novel? So, like, I think she's going to end up with Peter Kavinsky. Okay. I'm terrified about what's going to happen between her and Genevieve. Is that her uh, name? I think yeah. that's going to be, that's going to be brutal. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what, like, who, like, I, it, I, like, wish was just not even in the book is Chris. Chris? Yeah, she's in the book a lot more than she's in the movie, and I think, like, winnowing her out was a smart move. Like, I just don't, like, I don't understand the friendship, like, I don't understand, they, they never really spend time together, except for, like, when Chris is just calling her for no reason, and to, like, yeah, ask for advice. Yeah, like, she's not a good friend. She's not a good friend. Well, and I like, I do like the, the idea of Lara Jean being friends with her, because I like, I like just the idea that she's like, oh, like, her and Margot don't like each other, but, like, I like Chris, and so it's, like, the one avenue of her life where she's a little bit, like, I don't have to do what my sister has advised me to do. Right. And it's not that Margot's advice is ever bad, but it's just, like, you know, she needs to get out there and mix it up a little bit. So. Well, and I, I think, like, Margot... So I'm, like, I think that's, like, a fun dynamic, but... Margot also, like, I don't relate to Margot at all because she's, like, the least, the least emotional sister, yeah. Of the three, which, like, I would say I'm the most emotional sister of the <laughs> three. So it sort of is, like, weird to me that, like, I'm terrible at drawing hard lines. And, yeah. like, I'm always the first to apologize. And, like, mm-hmm. I hate being in fights. And, like, she just seems like she's, like, very, like, draws a line and that's it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I yeah. just wish she was around more. I, like, I know she has to be gone for the story, but... I just wish Lara Jean had, like, a good female friend, because Chris is not cutting it. Right. So it's, like, all of her female friendness is getting filtered into Peter Kavinsky, and I just don't think he can handle it. No, he can't. Um, He's not equipped. No. Um, I think that Margot is going to find out about the whole Josh thing, and is just going to mm-hmm. be like, why did you not just tell me in the first place? Mm-hmm. Because I don't care. Yeah. I also am excited for you to see the movie. Excited for you to see um, Aiden from Sex and the City. Yes! As, like, a graying dad. Ugh. He actually, like... That's all he ever was to me anyway. This movie was so charming to me that I was like, I accept you in this role. This is fine. Well, that's fine. Like, I, that's the thing is, like, Aiden <coughs> to me was... He never jived... Okay, now back to this again. He never jived with Carrie's lifestyle because he was just a graying dad from day one. Like, he, what he wanted was to have, like, a house with, like, vintage furniture and Mm -hmm. a dog that sits on that vintage furniture and Mm -hmm. babies. Mm Mm-hmm. And Carrie's like, listen, like, I prefer shoes. I'm partying. I'm partying. I really like my friends. Mm-hmm. Remember when Steve and Aiden opened a bar together? Yeah, that was weird. That was really It is weird. my favorite episode, though, just for Miranda. What <clears> happens <throat> in that episode? 
it's just like one moment where Miranda goes, he named the bar after his dog. I'm not going to that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I just related to it so much. I was like, this is a phone conversation that Cher and I would have. And 100%. I like I'm not 100%. going to that. Uh, yikes. I don't I I do actually enjoy this Steve and Aiden's dynamic. I think it's fun. Yeah. I but mean, I, anything that Steve's involved with, I'm on board with. But I just, I just never thought that <clears throat> Aiden was ever really going to work for Carrie. And it's not that I think Aiden's a bad person. I just think mm-hmm. that, like, it was, like, a round peg square hole kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. I just frankly prefer that show when Carrie's not dating anyone. I think she's a better friend. She's a bad friend when she dates people. You're right. I think she's more interesting when she's alone. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think... Yeah, she she is the first person to throw her friends aside mm. when a new boy hits the scene. Yeah, which is problematic because she's she's individually every single one of the other three's best friend. Which I don't get at all. Yeah, I'm like, what's that dynamic? And I think it's like I all think... four of you are close, but Carrie's your number one, all three of you. <laughs> yeah. Well I think that um <clears throat> Miranda is Carrie's number one. Yeah. Yeah. I think. I don't know. Did I ever talk about my, uh, my top five rankings of Sex and the City boyfriends on this? I don't know uh, that I, I did. I don't think so. I don't think I did. What a great time to do that. <laughs> um, okay. Shit. Now I'm like, do I remember? Yes, of course <laughs> I do. Okay. My number one is Harry, um, mm-hmm. Charlotte's husband. Yes. Who is my ultimate type, Jewish. Uh, number two is Steve, which, like, mm-hmm. frankly, like, that was a toss-up, but, like, for Steve, like, he made a few bad moves. Yeah. That, like, and especially, like, I don't know, I don't take the movie as canon, so, like, I don't believe he cheated on Miranda at all, so no. screw that. My only criticism of Harry is that, like, I like that he goes for what he wants, but, like, if if we didn't love him already, like, his way of pursuing Charlotte would 100% be, like, creepy and bad. How does he pursue her? Because it's like after their divorce is finalized, or after her divorce. Well, he is, is her divorce attorney, like, right? Yeah, and then yeah, and then he's like, "I've got to have you," and she's like, "What?" And then they like fall into bed together. After her divorce finalizes, yeah, that's right. <clears throat> yeah, but I like that. Um, I like that she like converts to Judaism for him. And then they Yeah, I love everything after that. Then they they break up and like she still is like, well, like I committed to this, so like I'm going to Jewish single mixers now. Yeah. And they meet at that again and he no. proposes. Yeah, I just I don't know. Harry, I think I think what I like about Harry, and like maybe it's a little bit because he a little bit reminds me of Brendan in some ways, mm. where like I like I I don't I like would, uh, I think I'm more of a Miranda than a Charlotte, but, like, I definitely have some of, like, Charlotte's, like, anxiety and, like, anal retentive qualities and, like, passive-aggressive sometimes. So, like, <clears throat> like, when he's, like, walking around the house naked and, like, leaving his tea bags everywhere and she's like, oh, my God, like, you're driving me insane. And he's just like, oh, sorry, like, whatever. Like, <laughs> I was trying right. hard. Yeah, like, he's like, I was just trying really hard. Um... That, like, kind of reminds me of Brendan, where, like, he just doesn't even, like, take 
Like, he just lets every, like, all the vitriol yeah. I throw at him, like, roll off. And he's like, you know, whatever. Like, I don't care what you <laughs> say. It's like, okay. Yeah. All right. And it's like, what can I do with that? Nothing. Like, no, I just, yeah. like, I can't. You're like, all right. All right. Well, that's over then. Um, <laughs> and then number three is Smith. Yes. Um, because, like, I just... I just love how, like, Smith, Smith just wears his heart on his sleeve, where Samantha has just been so hurt over time. She's so, like, raw and vulnerable when she gets cancer and he shaves his head for her. It's yes. Just, it's just so nice. And I think, like, I like That's how... That is good. I like how Samantha thinks, because he's, like, young and hot, that, like, these are the things that he wants, like oh, like, you want to be, like, having sex with extras, and, like, that's fine with me. And he's like, no, like, I just literally, all I want is to be your boyfriend <laughs> and for you to, like, put a mm-hmm. label on it and, like, be here. It's just so nice. Yeah. Yeah, it is sweet, like, how he kind of turns the tables on her. Yeah. And who's five? Four is Mr. Big. Oh, okay. Oh, right, right, right. Um, which, like, I know is a controversial choice. Yeah. Um, But, like, the thing is... I think, I think where Mr. Big, like, really redeems himself, which, like, I'll be honest, like, through the whole series, like, I have a soft spot for him, and I, like, I like yeah. him, I like his style, like, whatever. Yeah, he's, he's corny and whatever, but, like, <coughs> I like it. But I think in, in the last season when he um, meets up with all of them, like, I think Miranda calls him and is like, listen, like, she's dating this Russian guy, like, he's bad news, like, I don't like him, like, you need to stop him. Um like, he meets yeah. him, and he's like, listen, like, I know I haven't been everybody's favorite, like, throughout these years, but, like, you know, you guys are the love of her life, and, like, I know that. Yeah. And I'm just like, ah, finally. But I think, I think the fact that he acknowledges that and he says that, like, that's mm-hmm. what makes him the best guy for Carrie, because, like, he knows he's never going to be number one and, like, acknowledges and is okay with that, and I think that's, yeah. like, very nice. Yeah. Is five Aiden? No, Aiden does not make my no, list. I was going to say, bleh. No, five yeah. is David Duchovny. Um, yes! <laughs> in his um, one episode appearance when he's <clears throat> in the mental hospital and Carrie Perfect. visits him. Yeah. Perfect. But, like, if I can't, if I have to pick, like, a more recurring character, then I would pick Skipper. Mm-hmm. See, I, like, couldn't care less about Skipper. Forget about Skipper. Like. Well, but, like, who would you pick as number five? <clears throat> I yeah. Do you, I like do you agree with my order or would you switch it up? Um, I agree with your order. Okay. Um I like might throw burger on there. No, 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 no. <laughs> burger is only the worst. because so only because like I am opposed strongly to like what he does. And he like is the definition of like masculine ego and like yes. can't let a woman be better than him. <clears throat> Agreed. But before that, I think that they have a fun dynamic, which is why I feel, like, conflicted. Like, I think they're fun, and it's similar to how I feel sometimes about Christopher and Lorelai, where I'm like, oh, I like their banter. Oh, and, well, I like that, but, but... Yeah. So, I don't know. Like, he really goes downhill fast, but, like, I do enjoy the beginning of their courtship. Oh, no, you know who I like um, is the guy Miranda dates. The, um, oh, the, the black doctor. The black guy. Yeah. Yeah. The doctor who lives upstairs. Who, um, is just very hot. 
Oh, very yeah. smart. Like such a match for her. Devoted to the just, baby. Just, just nice. Like I takes mean, it really makes she it is. hard. <clears throat> it really makes it hard to like root against him. It does, but I think like you know, Steve is Steve. Steve. Yeah, but but I think also like. They managed to taint him in the end because, like, Steve walks in on him, like, having a threesome with those girls, and it's like, mm-hmm. all right, like, yuck. Um, Which, like, he's, like, clearly doing that to be, like, performative. Yeah. I thought, yeah. Which, I, yeah, so, like, I did not love that. Um, but, so so I think, like, if, if that had not happened, he, like, might have been higher on my list. Like, he might have ousted big, but. Yeah. But yeah, so I don't know. That like kind of bumps me out. I forgot his name, but he's only in it for like a couple of episodes. Yeah, a lot of people like like the Russian guy played by I don't mind Boryshnikov. No, why? <laughs> he's so bad to her in Paris. I know he treats her like crap in Paris. But I also think I'm like, well, he's an artist, so I mean, like that doesn't mean like she should be with him. But, like, I don't think that makes him, like, a bad guy. Like, I think, like, there's a difference between being a bad person and being wrong for Carrie. No, I think that's true. I just think that, like, why do you make somebody uproot their life and quit their job when you know you aren't going to have time for them? Yeah. I think that's a jackass move. Um. Yeah. I don't know. I just... I also just thought, like... He, it was, like, a romantic ideal. Like, I think she liked the mm-hmm. idea of him. But, like, their time together was, like, not that fun. No. Also, remember when he was really mean to her friends? Yeah. Yeah. So, that episode. I don't know how you could like him, even a little. Yeah. I don't know. There's something about him I find a little bit charming. No. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, like, it, like, that one time he buys her that dress that she liked in the magazine, like, okay, oh, yeah. fine, that's fun. And then, and then there's that other guy, um, Samantha's, like, long-term boyfriend, who also plays Richard. Um, Dexter's dad. Trash. Um, yeah, he is absolute trash. But, like, a lot of people him... vote him high. Which, like, I, I can't understand that. don't find him appealing at all. <laughs> well, he's very old. It's just, like, literally, I think the thing that's appealing about him is that he's rich. Like, I think, like, that's, like, all people could say. Yeah. Which is, like, honestly a little bit the same for Big. Yeah. Like, he's got style, you know? Yeah, but he does have style, whereas Richard's, like, slimy. Yeah, I know he's really slimy. I feel like for a show that, like, I don't know that you you or I would rank Sex and the City as, like, among our favorite shows, but I feel like we talk about it a lot on this podcast. No, I wouldn't say it's one of my favorite shows. I like it. Like, I think it's, I think it has somehow, like, had a lot more meaning for me at this time in my life than it ever Mm -hmm. did before, so maybe that's why. Yeah. I also think we talk about female friendship a lot, so. Yeah, it comes up. Comes up. I also think that, It's, like, like, a good touchstone. And I think it's, like, four archetypes of, like, women, too, Mm -hmm. where it's, like, I think that, I don't know. (laughs) Like, I think if I was growing up watching Sex and the City in high school, I don't think I was, would have been, like, I just hope I'm a Miranda when I grow up, and now I'm, like, God, all I want to be is a Miranda. Oh, I hated her. 
I didn't hate I her. I thought she was funny, but, like, I definitely didn't identify with her. I was like, she's not the prettiest, and she's also kind of mean. And now I'm like, no, she's got the right idea. She does. She also, like, I don't know. She rocks that, like, short haircut in the final season. Yeah. The first season, like, it's a bad haircut, but. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Later on. It gets better. It does. It gets better. Things get better for her. Um, well, and I also think, like, in a lesser book, I think that Laura Jean would be, like, a Charlotte. Whereas, like, they don't really, like, Laura Jean is, like, more complicated than Charlotte gets to be. I don't know. Laura Jean might be a Miranda, though. Like, Laura Jean's kind of sassy. Yeah, that's true. <clears throat> but she also is, like, a little unsure. She's, like, Miranda before she gets jaded. Yeah, because she's an optimist, which, like, Miranda <laughs> is not. No, Miranda's like, things are going to work out horribly. Yeah. She's a realist. Mm-hmm. Or a pessimist, I don't know. One of the two. Yeah. Um, well, I'm very excited for us to finish this book. I'm excited, too. And talk about it in its entirety. I'm excited to see how, like, the ending is slightly different from the movie, and I'm excited for you to see the movie. Okay. Should we do them... <laughs> In one, like, well, we can talk about the logistics later, but. Yeah. Um, I did want to give a shout out, um, to one of our listeners, Whitley. Oh, yeah. Who, um, wrote us a message with a (laughs) recommendation, which we are taking under advisement. So thank Mm -hmm. you very much for reaching out. Um, if people ever want to reach out with recommendations, we are more than happy to see them and think about them and incorporate them. So, anyway. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for listening. As always, rate, review, subscribe. Bye. Bye.